Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Tuesday, January 26, 2021. Stand up for your country. Hope you saw last night's broadcast where I explained the Joe Biden policy of equity and how it differs from equality. Well, the president made an appearance today to try to sell this equity program to the American people, and that is our lead story. So let's start with my message of the day. If you did not see last night's No Spin News, I encapsulate what is going on with Biden and why he's doing this equity thing. So I'm quoting from the message of the day, which is posted on BillOReilly.com. Yesterday on the No Spin News, I reported on what President Biden is trying to accomplish with his flurry of executive orders. It's all about favoring certain groups of Americans and excluding others from government attention. This is called creating equity. And the philosophy behind it is that because of historical injustice, specific people will get extra advantages today. That to make up for what happened 150 years ago. I gave many examples, so I hope you'll watch last night's broadcast because all hardworking Americans will pay for the equity perks while many of us will not participate in them. Okay, when the population wakes up to what's really happening here, and that will take a while because the media is not reporting accurately on equity, there will be deep anger in the United States. President Biden doesn't seem to care and may not even fully understand what he's doing, but the progressive forces behind him surely understand and they are thrilled. So let's walk through it. What happened today? All right. So the president basically is saying, I, Joe Biden, am going to impose on the nation racial justice and equity. And that's the racial justice part is fine. Again, all fair-minded people should want racial justice. Equity is another matter. Okay, now, if you just boil it down to Equity is most favored person status. And if you're white, you're not in that group. So Biden is basically separating Americans over skin color. All right, so minority groups, uh, and, and there's one exception, that's the LBGTQ crew. They're in the minority um, equity jar. So uh, the president says he's going to embed equity into the federal government. Um, All right. And then this is what you're going to be hearing to defend this breakdown of the country by skin color. You're going to this is what you're going to hear that we don't have housing justice or food justice or safety justice. We have insecurity in all those areas, housing, food and safety, public safety, that we need guaranteed jobs and income for all Americans. Everybody gets a job, and if you can't, federal government pays you a salary anyway. All right, of course, now that is going to cost unlimited amounts of money the government does not have. All right, so Biden goes up and he gives his speech at 2 p.m., this afternoon. He's reading from a teleprompter. He 
He's having trouble reading the teleprompter. He's slurring a lot of the words. But I've selected two sound bites that I think are interesting. Roll the first one. Housing is a right in America, and home ownership is an essential tool to wealth creation and to be passed down to generations. Today, I'm directing the Department of Housing and Urban Affairs and Urban Development to redress historical racism in federal housing policies. Housing is a right in America. Isn't that an interesting statement? Access to housing is a right. Access to it. So you can't deny people the right to buy a home or rent an apartment or a house because you don't like their skin color or ethnicity or they may be gay. That you can't do. But housing is not a right. All right. Housing is an acquisition. So when I started my career, I had no money, zero. And I had to find a way to pay the rent starting with no money. And I worked my butt off to do that. I didn't have a right to a house right away. I had to earn money to get rent, to get a dwelling. And I did. I found a way. And I'll just tell you real quick. I wrote gag lines for a Saturday night monster show called Uncle Ted's Ghoul School in Scranton, Pennsylvania. I was a reporter for the station. I wasn't earning enough money to really rent a place. They would pay me nothing. So I did that to supplement my income. All right. I I would have done anything. I would have flipped burgers because I had a place to live, take a shower, comb my hair. But I had no right to housing. It wasn't like I was going to walk into Scranton, Pennsylvania, and somebody go, hey, Bill, here, take this house and, uh, you know, pay me back when you can, but don't worry about it. But this housing is a right. It's a human right. This is the socialist Bernie Sanders stuff. You have a right to this. You're entitled to that. Now, healthcare is a little bit different. Okay, I understand that. But the basic essentials of life, you got to earn. You got to earn them. In a capitalist society, not a communist society. Well, they'll give them to you, but they won't, they'll take everything else away from you. And you won't own the house. You can live in it, but the government owns it. All right, second soundbite. Roll it. We need to make equity and justice part of what we do every day. Today, tomorrow, and every day. I'm going to sign these executive actions to continue the work to make real the promise of America for every American. Again, I'm not promising we can end it tomorrow, but I promise you we're going to continue to make progress to eliminate systemic racism and every branch of the White House and the federal government is going to be part of that effort. Okay, I got it, Joe. I see it. You are going to have certain groups that are going to get advantages from the federal government to make up for past sins of the country and other groups who are not going to get any advantages, but who are going to pay for the advantages of the most favored groups. I got it. That's what you are. That's what you'll do. And that is the result of the election of November 3rd. Right there. Now, on the campaign trail, Biden didn't say that. He didn't say he was going to impose equity on the nation. He did not. But this was always in play. 
This is the beginning of socialism. Does Biden know that? He does not. He is hiding behind a cloak and he really believes it, that he is noble. He is the defender of justice. And he is going to make sure that the federal government of the United States imposes justice. Now, interestingly enough, Donald Trump did more for minority groups and the poor than any president in the 21st and 20th century, maybe with the exception of FDR. And that's debatable. Because what Trump did was expand the economy so much in four years that everybody could get a job and earn their way. But Trump was demonized for doing that by the progressives and Biden because they don't want the free market to provide equality. That's not what they want. They want the federal government and the state governments to do it because they don't trust capitalism in the marketplace. But if you look at the median income for working Americans, it went up big under Trump because Trump's economic policies drove small and large business to expand and hire because money was being made. That's capitalism. So it, it disturbs me that so few Americans understand what's happening. This is why you are members of BillOReilly.com, you're watching me on the first, you're listening to me on the radio, wherever it may be, because you want to understand, and you know I will tell you the truth. But the vast majority of Americans have no blanking idea what equity is. They don't know they're going to be taxed up to their eyebrows so money can be given to other groups. I mean, let me just give you one crazy example. All right. And this is insane. So Biden, along with his equity for Americans, is promising to send four billion dollars over a 10 year period. That's 400 million a year. All right. Four billion dollars. No, it's more than that. I can't do the math, but it's $4 billion to Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador. $4 billion. In the last 10 years, we've, we've sent $3.3 billion to Central America and, and all that. But he's going to accelerate it. Now, I'm sorry, but most of that money is going to be stolen. And Biden's got to know that. Those countries are corrupt to the core, which is why millions of people want to leave those countries. But Biden says, no, 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 no. We're going to send $4 billion down to there. It'll be stolen like that. And what do, you, what do you see how much money's been stolen in California since COVID hit? I'll get to that in a little while. So you're basically dealing with a guy who wants to feel noble, wants to feel like he is someone who's helping the downtrodden minorities and the groups that have been persecuted and bullied. He feels good, but he doesn't ever take into account the toll 
That's going to take on all Americans. When you guys find out, you guys meaning the whole country, that your taxes are going to go up, your job selection is going to go down, the national debt is going to rise, and your dollar is going to erode in value. When that comes becomes apparent, which will be in a year, deep anger, deep backlash. Socialism never works. I've been to 82 countries. I've been to China, Vietnam, Cuba, Venezuela, all of those places. It never works. Equity for one group alienates another group. Equality is what we should be seeking. Equal access to the pursuit of happiness. That is the policy that is fair and the founders wanted. Not, we're going to basically help one group and hose another group by taking their assets. Now, what this all boils down to is reparations. That's what this is. Equity equals reparations. They know the progressives could never get direct payments to African Americans and Native Americans through Congress, ever. It would never happen. So this is the way to do it, by guaranteeing a job, a salary, a house, health care, a life, no matter what your participation. Columbia University, Ivy League College, New York City, demanding that a cabinet position be created called Secretary of Racial Justice. This is what's coming, okay? And the Secretary of Racial Justice would oversee increased housing security. All right? Guarantee federal jobs to everyone. Guarantee. Okay? So here they come. Here they come. Mm -hmm. They want to reimagine, by the way, this Columbia outfit, reimagine public safety. What that means is no cops. When uh, somebody is in trouble, we'll send a social worker over. Now, we're seeing the danger in Chicago, L.A., New York. We're seeing astronomical violent crime stats because of no cops. We don't like the cops because the cops are racist, white supremacists. That's what they are. Boy. Okay, so uh, if you are from Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala, I, call it, I apologize for generalizing, but you know what I'm saying about those countries is true. I have been to those countries. I know how corrupt they are. California, since March, California has upped unemployment payments and $11.4 billion has been stolen. $11.4 billion, California. Why? They don't watch it. You can con that system like crazy. Sacramento doesn't watch it. Newsom doesn't watch it. Nope, not at all. We're not watching it. Not doing it. 
11.4 billion, you guys live in California. That's your money, your taxpayer, stolen. Will anybody be prosecuted for it? No, probably not. Nope. So Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, is going to be recalled. What that means is he's going to be on the ballot in November, and you vote whether you want to boot him out of the office or not. Most of this is COVID, but other things too, unaffordable housing, release of violent criminals, rising crime, failing schools. California's a mess. So Newsom, he doesn't like this. He can't stop it. They're going to get the million and a half signatures. That's what they need. They need it by St. Patrick's Day, March 17th. They'll get them. So he'll be up. The only other governor recalled in California was a guy named Gray Davis. They booted him out and Arnold Schwarzenegger took his place. Remember that? Arnold wasn't such a great governor, but Gray Davis apparently was worse. A couple of updates just in. Um, A judge, federal judge, has blocked the Biden executive order about stopping deportations. And this is the same thing that happened to Trump. So every Trump executive order was challenged by the left. Judge is blocked. Now it's the same thing. Texas challenged the deportation halt. And a federal judge said, can't do that, Mr. Biden. Well, we'll see. It'll go to the Supreme Court. How about the impeachment update? So yesterday was a good day for Donald Trump, but you'd never know it because nobody mentioned it. Because if you do say anything good about Donald Trump, you're a white supremacist racist and you should be canceled. But this was didn't actually have to do with the man. This had to do with Trump's situation. So the chief justice of the Supreme Court, John Roberts, He goes, I'm not going to preside over this uh, impeachment trial. I'm not doing it because there is no president involved. He's a private citizen. So I, John Roberts, I'm not showing up to the trial that allegedly begins on February 8th. So now far left Vermont Senator Patrick Leahy is going to be in charge. (laughs) Now, this isn't this isn't a stacked deck. Uh Uh-uh. Um, So this is becoming a a farce, um, a crazy farce. So uh, President Trump is hiring lawyers. First guy is Butch Bowers from South Carolina, who represented Nikki Haley in a beef. And, you know, he's a pretty big guy in South Carolina. Colonel in National Guard is Butch. And they hired some woman. I don't know much about her to help him. But I mean, if it were me, I would say to my attorneys, hey, um, just sue um, in say, uh, this is an illegal proceeding because I'm not president anymore and it's against the constitution. That's the first thing that should be filed. And it would take a couple of weeks, maybe a month for the Supreme court to get to it. First, you have to file in a lower court, lower federal court, probably in DC. And then whatever the ruling is, you take it up to the Supreme court, unless Trump rule wins on a lower court level. And then, of course, it'd be another appeal from the House, from the Democrats. But you, I think you could get this thrown out completely because it is unconstitutional. If it weren't, why would Judge Roberts take a hike? I mean, that's a huge signal, is it not? And here's another breaking situation. Rand Paul forced to vote in the Senate today. Um, about whether the impeachment is unconstitutional. So while we are researching possible 
Republicans who might vote to convict Donald Trump in the Senate trial, five, and these are the five that would vote to convict Trump, said to Rand Paul, no, 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 it is constitutional. All the other Republicans said it's unconstitutional. So there's no way that Trump gets convicted unless something else happens. So it was uh, our pal Mitt Romney. Uh, he hates Trump. Lisa Murkowski, who's not even, even a Republican in Alaska. Toomey of Pennsylvania. Collins of Maine. And who was the other one in my ear? Was it Sass? Who was he? Ben Sass. Okay. So those five, they all hate Trump except for Susan Collins. Um, and she's Susan Collins. Very liberal Republican. So there's no way if, if all of the Republican senators are going to vote that the impeachment trial is unconstitutional, they're not going to vote to convict Donald Trump, even if the trial were heard. This is such a farce. This is so ridiculous. Now, CNN and MSNBC and all the networks, they're going to go crazy tonight because they know it's over. It's over. Unless, as I said, something else comes up. All right. Now, tomorrow I will uh, advance this impeachment story in the sense that there are the legal options now for the Democrats. There are other roads they could take, but not many. So this is another good day for Trump. Yesterday was a good day with John Roberts saying, nah, I don't want to be a part of it. And today's a good day because most of the senators in the Republican side said uh, it's not constitutional. They're not going to do it. All right. On the election front, again, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but the state of Pennsylvania, all right, the state of Georgia, the state of Virginia, all actively looking to change their election laws to make it less likely that cheating and fraud will be incorporated. That's going to that's going to spread. So maybe by the time we have election in four years, we'll clean up this system, particularly if in 2022 the Republicans take the House and the Senate, which if the economy goes south, they will. So all of you people who are very depressed and worried and anxious, as I said, things change quickly in this country. Um, just 11% of Americans are satisfied with the direction of the country. Okay. Am I satisfied with the direction of the country? No. Are you? No. How could you be? How could anyone be? COVID. How devastating is this? All right. Almost 425,000 dead. How could we be happy about COVID? We're all wearing masks, can't do anything, can't go to a game. And then the economy. Because of COVID, a lot of people out of work. Money's drying up. You happy about that? And then finally, the election. I mean, they can tell you all day long and they can cancel you, but there was fraud in the election. I don't think it rose to the level. I, I, I agree with Attorney General Barr. I don't think it rose the election to the level that you would change the outcome, but there was fraud. Let's find out, right? Well, who, who doesn't want a special counsel to look at the election? You know, come on. 
It's ridiculous. So um, by party, according to Gallup, um, 14 percent of Republicans are satisfied. Five percent of Democrats are satisfied. And 14 percent of independents are satisfied with the direction of the country. Cancel culture. We're going to do this every day. So you guys who watch the No Spin News every day, and I hope you all do, um, every day we're going to have a cancel culture update. Mike Lindell, uh, my pillow guy, he has been booted off Twitter. Okay? He's done on Twitter because he violated their civic integrity policy. This is Twitter. All right? So that policy says you cannot undermine the election. I don't know where that goes or what you can say or can't say, but they don't want people saying the election was rigged or phony or all of that. If you do that, you can get kicked off. So Lindell is off. But Lindell, there's so many commercials on TV and radio, he, he can say whatever he wants while he's holding a dopey pillow and blankets, right? It's, it's not something to um, make fun of. It's serious. But again, I think Congress, because remember, Ocasio-Cortez hates these social media companies. So her and her crew, they want to clamp down on them. And certainly conservatives do. It's brewing. All right, Disney. Um, As you know, I don't have any respect for the Disney company. I used to. I sold my Disney stock because I don't like the way they're running their media companies. The View is a Disney product. ABC News, which I worked for, and I value my experience there for two years working for Peter Jennings. It was a great place to be. It was run by Capital Cities then, not Disney. But Disney, uh, no. No. I don't think they're helping the country. So now they've added the Disney company a 12 second disclaimer before. Before their old movies are shown, whether it's on TV or in the theaters. Okay, and the disclaimer says, quote, ready? This program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes are wrong then, they're wrong now. Rather than remove the content of the film, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together, unquote. How PC is that? I mean, right on. Power to the people. Groovy and far out. A more inclusive future. Okay. Together. Together. All right. Now, you ready for the movies? Four of them. I mean, there'll be more, but there's four of them. Now, first one is The Aristocats put out in 1970, the cat is depicted as a racist caricature of East Asian people due to exaggerated traits such as slanted eyes, buck teeth, and stereotypical Asian accents. So Aristocats made fun of Asians, and you can't do that. Dumbo, 1941, Dumbo came out. The Crows and musical number pay homage to racist minstrel shows in Dumbo. The leader of the group of birds is named Jim Crow, 
and speaks with a stereotypical African-American accent. In the song of the Roustabouts, faceless black workers toil away to offensive lyrics like, when we get our pay, we throw our money all away. Well, that's racist. (laughs) That's racist. You want racist? That's racist. All right, when we get our pay, we throw our money away. Yeah, Dumbo, hey. (laughs) The Rissacaz thing, I'm not sure about. I didn't see it. This, I'm sure about. That's racist. So maybe you cut that song out of Dumbo. I would. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. One of my favorites as a kid. 1953, film portrays native people in a stereotypical manner, repeatedly refers to them as redskins. <laughs> all right, but we had the Washington team just this year. All right. Shows them speaking in unintelligible language. Peter and the Lost Boys engage in dancing, wearing headdresses, and other exaggerated tropes. I, I'm. Swiss Family Robinson, 1960, one of my faves. The pirates who antagonize the Robinson family are portrayed as a stereotypical foreign menace. Oh, come on. Come on. The pirates were a foreign menace. Many appear in yellow face or brown face. They're costumed in an exaggerated or inaccurate manner with top-knot hairstyles Cues, robes, and overdone facial makeup and jewelry. (laughs) They also speak in an indecipherable language, presenting a singular and racist representation of Asian and Middle Eastern people. The pirates do that. Okay, you have been warned. But the Dumbo thing, come on. That is unacceptable. Now, if you go to Disneyland or Disney World when COVID is over and take the Jungle Cruise, totally different. But I've knocked out a lot of the Jungle Cruise depictions of indigenous people, which would be Indians, Native Americans. They're gone. Jungle Cruise is different. Okay. No, it's designed as a river tour of Asia, Africa, and South America. So it would be some Indians in South America in particular. Asian Africa would be indigenous people there. Okay, Jungle Cruise. I don't think I ever went on the Jungle Cruise. I went on a real Jungle Cruise, but not the Disney Jungle Cruise. COVID chaos. Um, Did you know, and I did not know this, Dr. Anthony Fauci is the highest paid federal employee in the country, 418000 bucks plus expenses for Dr. Fauci. Deborah Bricks earned 306000 Speaker Pelosi, 223000 Chief Justice Roberts, 270000 Members of the House and Senate make 174000 each. Four-star military generals make 268000 a year plus major perks for everybody in the federal government. Vaccine latest, um, Biden says maybe in the spring you'll get it. Thanks. <laughs> I'd rather have a guy like Trump who didn't say anything. 
just said we did an excellent job. We, we got it, but yeah, maybe in the spring. All right. Um, violence continues in Portland and Seattle, Washington. Um, and now the Biden administration doesn't like it. Go. I will say from here uh, that President Biden condemns violence and any violence in the strongest possible terms. Peaceful protests are a cornerstone of our democracy, uh, but smashing windows is not protesting and neither is looting. And actions like these are totally unacceptable and anyone who committed a crime should be prosecuted to the fullest extent. All right, but that's not happening. And Biden said very, very little on the campaign trail or in the debates or at the Democratic convention about any of that. And in his uh, inaugural speech, he said he's going to wipe out the white supremacists, but he didn't mention anything about Antifa or the far left. That's just for the record. Ted Wheeler, the nitwit mayor of Portland, Oregon, sprayed a guy in the face with pepper spray because the guy was annoying him in a restaurant. All right. A far left guy. But I didn't know this. Wheeler got punched in the mouth while dining uh, a few weeks ago by another far left nut. Karma, you make the call. Um, shark attacks. Everybody loves shark attacks, right? Jaws, all that. Okay. So last year was the deadliest shark attack year since 2013. Unprovoked bites resulted in 10 deaths last year, more than double the average. Six in Australia, three in the USA, one in St. Martin in the Caribbean. And the one that really shook me was the one in Maine. So the woman, I was up exactly where she was over Columbus Day in Maine, and she was just working out. This was a, a woman who used to swim in the ocean all the time. She wetsuit on. Bang. Maine. And that never happens. Okay, this day in history, January 26, 1979, Nelson Rockefeller dies. He was vice president under uh, Gerald Ford after, Nix, after Nixon left. So here's why I have this in the show. Um, 42 years ago, um, I was working in, um, was I there at the time? I don't remember exactly, but I think I was. Let me see. Do, 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 do. I might have just been on a cusp. But at WCBS TV in New York, all right, there was a uh, producer who uh, reported Nelson Rockefeller's death from a heart attack because she was in the apartment with him having an affair when he died. Now, we at Channel 2 in New York, we didn't know what to say. to the, And she was a nice person. I remember feeling terrible for her. And it, it got out, but it didn't get out big. So Rockefeller was married to Happy Rockefeller. Not married that. Died a heart attack at age, uh, well, was he 70? And I remember that so vividly because every time I see this lady, you know, I was very nice to her and polite to her and respectful to her, but we just boom, like that. All right, let's take a quick break. Back with some mail and a final thought. Everything is expensive these days. You know that the government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, 
your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Let's get to the mailbag. Nancy, concierge member, which means Nancy gets direct access to me privately through email. And if you'd like to become a concierge member or a premium member, BillOReilly.com has it. You want to reach me, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com, name in town. Equity sounds like an underhanded way to get reparations. That's what I said, Nancy. But you reminded me of it. Your letter reminded me of that. Elizabeth, another concierge member, the saddest aspect of all the emphasis on equity and promoting people who do not have qualifications for a job, for example, that it does not make the world more equitable. It does just the opposite. Okay. Melinda, Bill, I think your column on whether Donald Trump should make a comeback is one of the best you have ever written. In all this madness we are entering, I see hope within two years. So my column is, can Donald Trump make a comeback politically? It's on BillOReilly.com. Andrew, after reading your column, I think you're right about McConnell allowing impeachment proceedings to move forward. He is trying to get rid of Trump forever. Yeah. Uh, but he didn't vote. McConnell didn't vote and say the impeachment trial was constitutional. Interesting, isn't it? Christine, perhaps it's time for our citizens to read George Orwell's Animal Farm, even if they've read it before. All animals are equal, but some animals are more equal than others. Great line. Thanks for pointing that out, Christine. John, we are in the Obama third term. Susan Rice today? Absolutely right. You bet. Teresa Tierney, Bloomington, Minnesota. What are the limitations on presidents with executive orders? What can't they do? They cannot make law. Laws have to be voted in by the Congress and signed by the USA. Can't tamper with the law with an executive order. Charles Stanfill, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Bill, any chance the courts will stop one of Biden's executive orders? Happen today. Happen today. The Texas suit against the deportation order today. Kenneth Partridge, Forest Hill, California. You keep saying Congress must get involved in the election. Which Congress might do so, Bill? The one in 2024? Maybe 2022. Republicans take back the houses. Bradley Rayfield, Apache Junction, Arizona. I wonder if John Durham's investigation and report are still underway. I, I, I don't know. It's, a, it's really... Not good. So I'm going to say no. Michael Sheehan, Princeton, New Jersey. Bill, can you or someone get your great team to advise on what specifically is causing the COVID vaccine distribution problems? I wish we could. But it's just in private hands and the companies. Then it goes to the government, warehouses. I, I just can't track it. It's impossible. If you had investigative reporters spending weeks and months, maybe you could get something on it. But we just don't have that staff. All right, if you buy advanced copy of Killing the Mob at May 4th, 
50% off Killing Crazy Horse or the United States of Trump. Fabulous deal. You will love Killing the Mob. And word of the day, do not be persnickety. I love that my mother used to say that. Do not be persnickety. Right back with the final thought. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, uh, the final thought is on daytime television. It's changing rapidly. Ellen DeGeneres, you know, she got hammered by the canceled people for being mean or something. I personally like Ellen DeGeneres. I was on a program. She treated me respectfully. I don't know what she does, um, but uh, I'm, I don't think she's an evil person. And, uh, you know, she got hammered. Well, anyway, they want to replace her show, They the Radical Left, with um, a woman named Tamron Hall who used to work for NBC. Uh, Tamron Hall is a very far-left progressive. They want to boot Ellen, who's no conservative, out and have Tamron Hall take her place. The problem is that nobody watches the Tamron Hall show. It's got about a million one. And she's on the big stations. She's syndicated. A million one. That's nothing. But the progressives are trying to change all the media and put progressive people in those slots. All right. So I just we're ahead of the game here. Just telling you what's going on. It goes into movies. It goes into television programs. That's why I like Blue Bloods, the CBS cop show on Friday night. The only TV show that I know outside of Last Man Standing that really respects traditional values. And it's a good show to boot. All right. I am very happy that you were with us. I hope you got a lot out of the No Spin News. And we will talk to you again tomorrow.